The Gallant View of Angels podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on 01453 887 179 or hello at hhhmortgages.com. You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast, the podcast which promises to bring you the odd glimmer of football analysis in between the bouts of unadulterated smugness tonight. My name's Colm Duff. I'm hosting from Cloud9. I'm joined by Kenny Winters. Kenny, a happy man today, I'm guessing. Uh, good weekend, good weekend. Oh, I heard that. Eh? <laughs> Also joined by Scott Hodge, who should be as happy as uh, the both is, but a bit worse for the other day, are we? No, no, not too bad, not too bad, just about tired, but yeah. next weekend, next weekend. Uh, good weekend all in. Um, aye, so, don't know if MD's heard, we, we now keep Celtic, and that's what, four times we've beat them this season. Um, I say, oh, we're allowed to keep Celtic, I don't think MD would have won them, but that's, um, Sunday was just the perfect Perfect old form game to finish the season because it just it was absolutely boys against men and I think the most pleasing thing for me Rangers could have took it up a gear. Um, it's all fine and well that I'm saying that now, but Scott, the morning of the game, uh, I was I was very nervous, um, especially seeing not so much the lineup itself, but the lack of options on the bench and I am. I'm going to admit on air, I was wrong when I said to you I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't confident um, and I know a lot of people felt like that that morning. I think so, I, it's, I think like Gerard said it, but light in areas, so people have been asked to do maybe maybe jobs that they're not completely natural in, like you look at obviously Rebo when he left back and things like that, we know he can play there, but um, I think like you, if you look at like, who started the game, it Apart from maybe Simpson, it's like maybe like you you would arguably say it was like the strongest eleven that we could put in the field. So um, I think like I, I was I was still confident going in there, but obviously you know we did have a lot of people unavailable, but you know just different class compared to to Celtic. No, Kenny, the the biggest thing I was worried about, and I, I need to caveat this, but I was I was a bus ball on Sunday morning, so I don't know if that's why I was just feeling so so on edge, but. I think for me, um, I was worried that we didn't have Jack or Arfield in the middle of the park, and Joe Rebo is great at what he does, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really have that aggression or dig that they two have. Um, turns out I was wrong because I thought Rebo was was terrific. Yeah, um, I mean, I said last week that I don't think I'm not as confident when Rebo's in the middle three, but he was um, he was untouchable on Sunday. I think all of them were, but um, him and Ruth especially. I think last week I said um, Ruth and Jack, um, Jack Simpson, sorry, were the ones that had to had to pull their socks up, and that's that's went well for me. So <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you're not the only one. Uh, at the at the vice round Saturday, we had a an argument with a, a mate that said that Ruth um, Ruth should be sold in the summer. Um, I know he's, I know he had my um, poor penalty against St Johnston and. 
we did criticise him for this on here, but I don't think MD in the right mind was saying that he was um finished. Aye, that he was finished, aye. He's he's only twenty eight. Um, no, see, <laughs> see when he see when he's on his game and I know it's been floating about a lot recently. See when he's on his game and that spell he had before he was injured and then um was out the team for a wee while. He was honestly he was arguably our best player for a few weeks, so it's um it's definitely it's silly talking about getting rid of him. Absolutely not. But he's um if he can keep up the form that he was on yesterday, then No, nah, yeah, I think yeah, good. I think Ruth realises he needed that performance after the after the game when he was interviewed, he, he did talk about how t- frustrating it was for him being in, out of, in and out of the team through injury, then in and out of form. So I think um, I think he, he did need that, and that's a great way to finish the season. I know we've got two games left, but that's virtually the season done, um, and that's finishing it on such a high goal in the next year. Um, let's talk about his first goal then. Um, Scott, I wish, I'd be, I, wish I could... Chest the ball in general, never mind chest a goal. It was it was fucking phenomenal. Oh, it was it was brilliant. I, I just, it was Alan McCoy's in the commentary as well. It's like he, he definitely meant it. Like it's not as if like it's been that. He's I mean I've never seen a goal like that in my life. To be fair, like somebody chesting it from how many about eight yards out or something. No. Like that. <laughs> what? No enough people are talking about how shite Ryan Kent's shot was. <laughs> he actually got here in the first place. Oh, I know, but. No, that's what I mean. He's a, he's a on his day. It just needs he needs consistency. Um, I think that he needs to work on that for next season. But you know, when he's on his on his game, he's probably one of our best players in the in the team. Yeah. Kenny, um, straight after the goal, um, that's I'm sure I'm sure everybody was like us watching it. The the sheer joy and celebration when the goal goes in but then it wasn't really a separate celebration it was just prolonged when you see McGregor was sent off um, what what a time to like in theory just kill the game off but I may be a bit biased here absolutely no fucking complaints when McGregor sending off either of his bookings I think um, from the other side what a lot of them were saying was um, he shouldn't have been sent off so I think isolated the two challenges are both are both yellows, but I think um you know, certainly coming from the other side, what the what most of the complaints have been is like a misinterpretation of the rules. So a lot of them are saying because we scored, he can't he shouldn't get sent off because he's not like obviously stopped the, the promising play, but um I think I think um the refs came out after it and said that it was um it was a a reckless challenge, so that's why he's been sent off. I think the the second one more than more than the first was probably a booking. Um, I think for an old firm game, was that one of his first fouls? It's pretty light to get booked, but yeah, no complaints. Um, I, I didn't actually, do you know, I didn't actually realise that he'd been sent off until someone put it in the someone put it in the group chat a few minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think. I know, I know they went up the park just two minutes later and scored there, but um, yeah, I think that that definitely spurred us on to actually get a, a grip of the game and go for it. No, he had there's absolutely no complaints there for me. Um, I, I don't think either of them are like. I think the only poor decision was possibly Jack Simpson's uh, yellow card. I thought that was a bit harsh, but McGregor's uh, for McGregor's two tackles. Kent's away from him for the first one, then Kamaz away from him, and he's just, you, you know, he's he stopped an attack. It's an absolutely two stone wall bookings, and the, the ref, um, 
again, I'm going to sound very biased here because of how the result went, but I thought he, I thought he had a decent game. Other than that, uh, other than that sending off Scott, I didn't. I don't remember him having too much to do that he got wrong. No, no, I don't. I thought it was a complete right decision to, to get McGregor off and no, as you say, there was nothing glaring. Jack Simpson's ball was very soft and I was I was a bit nervous for like, because he got booked very early on and it's, you know, obviously had that and I was, you know, like when when he got sent off, I was always like, he's going to try and even this up, you know what I mean? Like he's going to... You always get that in these games, don't you? But he, he held, I think that was his first old firm there. I don't know who the, the ref is, but I think it was his Nick first Walsh, I'm Nick sure Walsh, it was. Yeah, I think it was his first old firm. So, aye, good, good debut. And Cal McGregor must be up there for player of the year for Rangers anyway. Scoring He's, a aye. goal and then sent off. He's loved his boyhood dream, you know, winning two old firm <laughs> matches basically um, for Rangers. Fair play to him. Um, I, I envy him. But Kenny mentioned there, Scott, about Celtic going right up the other end and strong. I think it was, was it Edward that scored them. Mm-hmm. Um, quite irrelevant now, but Rangers were very, very lackluster at this goal. Um, we've we've allowed we've allowed um, Edward to get a bit of space, and it's a, a very comfortable goal for them. I'm not going. I don't. I don't want to bring them out too down too much, but I did think there was a few occasions, particularly in the centre half, where for cross balls, we were we won the. Attacking our men well enough, and we let Ayer get through through a few times as well, didn't we? I I no, there was. I think you know that said it in a lot of detail. Like there's been a drop off since we've won the league and things like that. So I think you know, like obviously we've got you know the many targets. We get hundred points. We stay undefeated in the last two games and things. So I think as an element of sort of. Which you call a word like sort of not not putting your hundred percent into it, which shouldn't be the case. But um after yeah, like we had a few chances, but nothing that I was particularly concerned about. The only really chance was El El Nahusi El Nahusi his chance at now now where he hit the bar. It was a good save from McGregor, but um I there is a lot we can work on. But you need, to, as I say, remember Tav's just back. Simpson's not played much football and you know like and under the circumstances I think we've done as best as it could it's not our settled back four no and Kenny I think um, you know well you, you need to expect Celtic to always get chances in these games um, and you know when Celtic go down to 10 men and Rangers go 2-1-3-1 one, one up blah 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 they're always going to take the foot off the gas but Credit where it's due. I don't think after any of these chances we ever really looked shaken as a defence or as a team. Um, even when El Unice did hit the bar, um, McGregor would have gave his wee shout, whatever. I don't know. The, the game could have been 7 nothing, and he would have still been shouting at a corner flag or something. But we never looked under any... I don't know. We never looked shaken at all. They looked confident from start to finish, I thought. Uh, and it's been like that. It's been like that all season. Um I think see the see the old farm what was it the second of January, um, when we sat off of them and let them have the ball. Like you think back to that, and I see apart from Griffiths, the Griffiths shot McGregor saved. Like they didn't even really look in that game as if they they were going to score at any point. Um, I think it's just how good the, our defence has been um, all year. And see to be honest, like I know Ellen has had that had that one. See the the header that came in went over Taff's head. Um, I mean, how he's not how he's not put that away? It's embarrassing. Um, 
that's as good as they've got. I th- honestly, I think that is as good as, as they've got. So um, I don't think it's us not even looking shaken. I think it's just the sheer quality that we've got at the back. And even with Jack Simpson coming in for his second league start, um, you know, you, you seen right away that he looked confident and he looked he looked a part of the team. No, he didn't. Fair play on them. I think uh, most of us did have a... Uh, I doubt in them. Um, I, I know I go keep on going back to the straw, but I was pacing up and down this living room uh, before the game, just draw, just thinking Simpson and Leon King was a um, was a go to if anything happened. But no, fair play. Um, let's let's talk about Alfredo Morelos and um, best striker in Scotland. You know, there's always this kind of love hate relationship uh, where we, between him and Scott Brown, where Scott Brown hates him, but we love to see Morelos play against Brown. We, as of as of late, um, his goal was phenomenal, Scott, um, putting it through Brown's legs and what a finish. Aye, it's funny, it was the same before as well. I think like he's not, he's just not a natural goal scorer and stuff like that, and he's just done that so. Um, I just brilliant, just confidence it was. You know what I mean? Like that's, Celtic didn't believe that they were going to win. I don't think. Like, I don't even think they believed in themselves. But we just had so much confidence and fantastic goal from from Morelos deserves it. Whose celebration was better? Roofs when he was like I don't know. <laughs> to the <laughs> oh, Morelos sprinkling the, no, the must, tears. Must be Morelos. Yeah, that's the the gifts that have came out for that have been <laughs> phenomenal. By the way. Absolutely phenomenal. My favourite one is when it's somebody's photoshopped like we pi- <laughs> pictures of Strong Brown's face as if he's sprinkling them. <laughs> Brilliant. But Kenny, I think it always was going to be a case. Once he gets his first goal against Celtic, it was it was just working time to throw against them. Yeah. Yeah, um that one his first one against them. It was a bit it was good to score, but no, it's, a, it's a tap in at the back post. It seems to be going in anyway. At least that one yesterday was like, like undisputed. Uh, did you know what? Listen to his, but like, see if he hadn't megged him, I don't think it was a shot. I think he's, he's megged him and just thought, fuck it. Might as well. Um, <laughs> and it's came off. So, no, great to see him scoring. Trust me, there'll be no one that winds them up more than him. No, no. But it's it's only fitting that Morelos had a massive part to play in Brown's last dance, um, <laughs> as this was uh, painted. So it's that uh, second one, his second last dance. Yeah, no man, it's got to be like these fucking Mission Impossible films, isn't it? It's just got to be keep going and going, and Brown <laughs> will be sixty until still still trying to gear up for another old film one. Um, so Rangers go in a go into half time two one up. With extra man, Kenny. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't really know how I quite want to word this. The second half, we were better than we were in the first. We were phenomenal, but I do think we could have upped a gear or two, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second half yesterday was like that was more like when Gerard first came in and we played them um, when we just went for them, um, smelled blood and went for the jugular. Like we were just constantly on them. Um, obviously the extra man did help and you've seen especially with Stephen Davis I know we were talking about it a wee bit on the on the WhatsApp during it um, Stephen Davis I think in the second half was on, I don't think you'll see a better performance all season than what he was like I know everyone's been talking about Ryan Kent um, being outstanding in both halves but 
Um, yeah, Stephen Davis in that second half. I don't know. I don't know what's been said or what's came over him at halftime. But it was honestly, I've, I've never seen I've never seen him play like that before in my life. Scott, for me, Ryan Kent ed- would edge the man of the match performance, but I wouldn't be upset if, as a trio, we gave it to Davis. Where do you land in it? Could, could have been Morelos, could have been Ruth. Could have been Gav. Uh, you know, it's just so many good performances. I think Davis was was special yesterday. Um, so it'd be between Davis and Davis and Kent for me. Um, and that's really harsh and rough considering I get, <laughs> I get two goals. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just so many options to pick from. Just a, a great team performance really yesterday. So you're right to in the fence. I'm going to sit in the fence, Jesus. <laughs> Terrible. So, into the, into the third goal, um, you know, we, we, we spoke about Kemaru for how great he was and it was such a clever finish and the fact that as soon as he plays the ball with Barisic and... And then he makes that run, Scott. Um, he's, he's, he knows exactly what he's doing, um, and that's just that's it, not even we, we speak about his ability and his talent and his physicality, but it's just so clever that he's got that football brain. Um, what was equally as beautiful with this goal was the ball in, but that's just that's born a Barisic. That's why we have him. That's why he's touted to go for millions in the summer. Mm. That's why he's Croatia's number one left back. Yeah, no, definitely. It was a. Uh, it's almost as if like you knew he was going to score that as soon as he laid it off to Barisic, and his movement was great, and he had so much time to like, just pick his spot. And it's, I mean, if that was your defence, you'd be raging uh, like with him, but. It's just like not tracking your men. It's it's quickness and determination to get there as well. It was it was a brilliant goal, and as you say, like the the ball in from Barisic was was absolutely f- fantastic. I know. Obviously, Barisic went off um, with a, a bit of thigh knock. Um, just looks like he's maybe his quad or something. <laughs> I mean, it's this season's done and dusted now. But my thinking is. If he is fit for Livingston next week, do you do you play him or do you rest him, Kenny, just to make sure that he, he reaches the Euros? Um, I don't know. Like from a selfish point of view, if he doesn't have, if he doesn't go to the Euros, we've got a better chance of keeping home um, next season. Obviously, though, I want him to. We want wish him all the best, and we want him to play. So. I'd probably just rest them. Um, it's just about covering, you know. It's just about who we can get into to cover there. Um, when's do you know when Balogun's due back? No idea. Don't know about him or Holander, but I, I don't know. I think um, they might still be a doubt for for next week. But even if Holander allowed him West to come back, you'd play Simpson left back, I suppose. Uh, well, he said he said before that game that Holander and Arfield are out um, for the rest of the season, so. Kind of what I'm thinking is if you put a rebow even at left back, then who does that leave you in midfield with? Um, probably a middle two of um, what's their names, Davis and Kamara, with Hadji or Kent in front of them. Um, yeah, no, I'd leave them out. I'd leave, there we go, I'd leave them out. Yeah, put Baris, put um, Arfield at left back and, and leave, leave Barisic in the bench. <laughs> no, it's I don't know, it's a hard one. It's the short way. I I want him to play at the Euros. I absolutely do want him to play, but I don't. If, if he's the only left back we go, I want to play. But at the same time, I wouldn't want 
I wouldn't want us to play him in two meaningless games and then that has a long-term impact on him. That's just what I was going to say. Like if we were, you know, like chasing the league, then absolutely put Rangers at this, you know, the forefront um, of it there. Um, I would, you know, I'd bring in, I'd, what maybe want to see Leon King, you know, maybe that, especially um, for Livingston, I'd like to see him start at centre half and put maybe Simpson at, at left back. Um, I th- you know, I'd like to like to see that. So yeah, like you could do that. Play a rebo. Like we are very short in numbers, but it might just be a case of tweaking like if, where people are playing and things like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what um what we'll go with that. The shortage of numbers is no many people are talking about that Rangers didn't fill the bench yesterday. <laughs> and so much to, to Scott Celtic they, they, they couldn't fill the bench with first team players and I know we had the comment uh, you and I commented that surely just put in a couple of young boys there but I suppose if you're only ever going to use five subs at maximum seven is enough but it's the fact that we didn't have enough first team players and still able to go out like that um, Why was Andy Fluff not on the, on the bench after his contract? Was it? Might as well just <laughs> put him in the bench. He was at the game anyway. I thought, oh, it's just a weird one. Was, was McLaughlin on the bench? Aye, but like, I just, I mean, like, you might as well put him in the bench like, if he's at the game anyway. Like, if he wins, aye. We can't even fill the bench. Like, why, is it, why, is it, <laughs> why is he not even? If MD, if MD deserves a, a wee dig in the bench, it's Andy Fuff, man. I've so much time for him. I've never. I've never loved a player so much who's played so well. Have you seen his Instagram? He's just so happy, isn't he? Uh, but he's posting, he's posting as if he's playing every week, week in, week out. Have you not seen it? Hey, he's part of the squad and I, I will not hear <laughs> anything against it, Kenny. <laughs> I mean, you can crack on. Good on him. I wish I had his job, man. Um, <laughs> I know. Third choice, the Rangers. And, uh, what is that? It's a great job and Massive congratulations to him for getting his uh, his <laughs> his uh, extra year on his contract. Um, but as I say, no. Do you remember Scott, you and I went to the Viceroy on Saturday, and we were telling people that's what we were out celebrating. <laughs> 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 yeah. So if um, whoever um, if you're listening. Um, we weren't doing that <laughs> coincidence. But uh, also an apology. Um, I, I posted from the Gallant Few Twitter and Instagram uh, the photos that we were at um, the Viceroy, but I've put in the Gallant through Twitter. <laughs> um, I put, Sorry, listeners, we haven't changed our name. Just me, Duncan Typo. <laughs> anyway, back to the football then. So, Kerry, Jermaine Defoe, um, just showing his... He's still a class act. He's still got it. Um, I've never been so happy for anyone on a football pitch in my life. See, see, see that photo of him standing there, and he's got like his, his like his hands in his face, and his feet are turned in. He honestly looks like uh, he looks like a wee kid. Do you know what I mean? He looks like a wee kid that's just scored his first goal. Oh, honestly, never been, never seen. It, it was like an. It was like overcome by emotion as well, and then see the wee smile between him and Gerard. What a fucking day. Beautiful. And uh, Scott, the taking the sentiment away from it, it was such a well worked goal, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Oh, I mean a Welsh boy for Celtic, I must 
terrible team, to be honest. I'm not, I don't, he's not even the worst defender on their team. But he keeps on. They're speaking about Stephen Welsh like we are speaking about Nathan Patterson. Like, Wait, did he not just get a four-year deal? Aye. Totally. As you, as just like, just a, a fantastic goal, and it's as you say, like he's he just don't lose that, and I wonder if. We'll be here next year. I think we would have a, a part to play, even to get him to get him registered. You know, if it is a coaching thing he's wanting to do, like I can't see it being much of a hassle just registering him as a player. He's obviously naturally very fit, so I think there's games that we can use them. Um, so I would like to see him. I think he's the kind of guy you do want around the club for for you know personality, mentality as well. He's played at the top level, and he'll be great for no even the younger players, but even players. You know, reaching the, the prime and how he keep them in shape. Like he's, like he's looked after himself so well. Um, but you need to go with what he wants. If he's happy to be in bit part again, then offer him a player coach deal. Absolutely. But I, I, my gut feeling is he still wants to play football. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, we're talking about this yesterday as well. Who's it? Realistically, who's it going to go to if he wants to keep playing football? I can't. I can't, I can't see him playing for Oxford or. You know what I mean? Luton Town or whatever. I just can't see him being that. He's getting his... I don't know how many games he's played this season, but he's had his fair share. Depends what he wants to do next. He's obviously tried, went over to Canada and played and things like that. So, as I say, I just... I, I wouldn't know who... If he's still, he's still wanting to play, who would he, who would he go to? Really? No, no, no. But, I don't know. He may... I don't know. He may end up in, like, party piss or something. Like, shot his chances. He may stay up here. You know, and... <laughs> And get his season tickets is uh, <laughs> alternate Saturdays come watch Rangers. You never know. Um, so that made four one. Um, I love Gerard's interview afterwards, Kenny. Um, more so the Rangers TV one. Um, he he always speaks so well. He's he's such a again. I'm biased, man. I, I fucking love him. Um, at one point. I, at one point, I interrupted his interview to turn and say to you, Scott, that he's just fucking beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, he's stunning. But he's just so, he's wrote such a gravitas and a presence. and But he always speaks so much sense and he speaks honestly as well. And I like how he's been about, it was the right reaction that he wanted after St Johnston. But I loved um, I loved hearing the words we wanted to go for Celtic's throat from the offset. He was talking about how Ken, we just needed Kent to do what he always does to Brown and McGregor. Um, very enjoyable interviews, I thought. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't actually. Yeah, I didn't actually see the interviews. Um, so this is probably the worst question I've asked. So <laughs> um, I, I seen clips of it. I seen a clip of as well the Kamar Roof one saying, um, "Remember, we're a champion." So it does look as if the squad now are starting to. You know, started starting to connect that a, a bit more. Um, I mean, they already were a close group from what it looked like, but um, with yeah, with what you're saying about Gerard, he has held himself together really well um, over the over the season. And I know there's been talk from all over the place about how, how he celebrated after that two-one win last year um, and his total change and changing the way that he conducts himself. But yeah. Um, all, all season he's been he's been class in front of the cameras and he's he's definitely got the got the statue about him that, that we should have up here at Ibrox. So Kenny mentioned there about KMI Roof posting um like we're champions and how there's there obviously seems a bit more connect between the, the players and I mean I think for, 
for day one under under Stephen Gerrard, we vote to have a squad mentality and build a but something yesterday just felt special for the players and the club and the fans as well. And I don't know if it's because the time of year it is that we're coming out of lockdown, people are starting to be able to go and watch it with friends and it's probably the best no, no probably that's the best we played against Celtic this year as well. And off the back of a really poor performance. Is it just a mixture of everything that made yesterday so special for another game? I think so, aye, aye. It's one of the ones if, you know, obviously we'd won the league if we could beat yesterday. I mean, it would hurt, but it wouldn't have mattered at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, obviously it was a really important game in terms of wanting to go undefeated, but let's be realistic. If we lost, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It was still our name and still lifting the trophy in the 15th of May. So, um, it was, I think just the performance was brilliant. Like, they obviously worked on this game plan, like how he went for like two number nines and things like that, which is good to see him mixing it up. And I just, I think we just had so much belief that we're going to win, and Celtic had absolute zero. Like, just like everything that's going on with them, it's just making it so difficult for them. So, just a wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful day. Should I share uh, my theory with the listeners? I'll we'll get shot down. There you go. Um, so my theory with old firm games has always been that the more hungover I am on the day, the better Rangers play. And <laughs> um, this all started. Um, I, I think I went to, I think I went to the shed on Friday night, and then the garage on Saturday night. Over like seventy-two hours, I, I had like two hours sleep, and went to the old firm. Uh, I was sitting in the club deck because I used to sit in the broom one. Um, I was right at the, so for the old firm, I was moved to the club deck right at the front row. And I remember just starting to sober up. See that way when you sober up without without any sleep and it's the worst feeling in the world. So as I'm starting to sober up, Penny Arcade comes on, I just see what <laughs> Smith come out and waving floods of tears. <laughs> floods of tears. So hungover I've ever been and I'm sure we I'm sure we beat Celtic three 0 or something that day. We were amazing. So ever since then I had it in my head. The more hungover I am, I'm brilliant. And I can confirm that's I think that's the only time I've been hungover for an old firm this season, and that's the best we played against Celtic. So I deserve a winner's medal just as much as Andy Firth does, as far as I'm concerned. Me and Andy Firth on the bench in Livingston. There's two spa- two, <laughs> two, two spaces. There we go. So if me and Andy Firth are taking the spaces for Livingston on Wednesday, Kenny, how do you see the the, the first eleven um, shaping up? Uh, I, I um, think I think most of it speaks for itself, really, and depends on injuries. To be fair, yeah, um, I think after the St Johnston game, um, as in the league game, he's not going to take any he's not going to take any chances by playing a lesser squad. So I think with McGregor to have Goldson, probably Simpson and Avibo. What I say earlier, those that back four and then Davis and Kamara mid get in front of them. Roof and Else. someone at the back post, Morelos <laughs> up top. I th- I think that will be the team. Um, I think that that will be the team on when is it Sunday Saturday Wednesday Wednesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that that will be the team. Um, I know you said the bad four picks itself, but looking at the injuries and the numbers that we've got, I can't really see anyone else. Maybe Hadji. Um, maybe Hadji, but I can't really see him forcing Kent out. So. Probably the, the, back five, the back four 
Got to be the tickets one spot, and that's just what Kenny was saying. Wait a minute, wait, hold on, wait a minute. I've counted ten here. McGregor, <laughs> McGregor, Tav, Goulton, Simpson, Aribo, Davis, Kamara, Haji, eh, Ken, Ruth Morelos. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, stick first on. But <laughs> that comes from my starting with ten. Eh? There we go. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the. It's just as I say, it's judging on obviously fitness and things like that. Um, you know that that will be important for it there. But again, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Leon King uh, maybe get a start there. And there's no point, as I say, risking risking Barisic if he has got an injury. Um, obviously, like for a for a football representing your country at a, at a European Championships is a great. You know, it's obviously it'll be one of the proudest moments of his. Career, so I would take for like Rangers to try and stop that. And Gerard's always very supportive of, you know, going away in the internationals as long as they're looked after properly and things like that. So, um, yeah, why not Brian King? Like, you know, what I mean, as I say, like he'll be beside Goldson, and you know, I'm sure that Simpson or something can do a good job in the in the left of the defence. The reason I mentioned the the Livingston game is because it. You know, and we will do a preview before it before it next week. Um, I don't want the, the feeling we have now. I don't want that to go away. I want that. I find we everybody associated with the club deserves to have this feeling for the next few weeks as well. And I know we've been on a high from from winning fifth, title number fifty five about twelve years ago. It feels like now it was the ages, but I think just being Celtic and then winning the next two games comfortably and just making Trophy Day as special as it possibly can be. It's got to be special regardless. I mean, we could be beat 5 not half Aberdeen and it'll still be special, but just anything adding to make it such a significant day, it'll be unreal. So that that's why I just, we all definitely deserve it. And with the restrictions easing, we can watch the games with our friends and family. We can go and celebrate after it. Um, I, I want... Uh, I want this team just to keep the high going. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. <laughs> so let's round up as we always do with Twitter part of the week. Your chance to tell the listeners what's the funniest thing you've seen um, on the world of social media. It can be Rangers related or football related, and it's been it's always a good pickings when we beat Celtic because Kerrydale meltdown is fucking tremendous. It's no none in particular. It's um probably seen all that um girl on it called Ruthless Lady. She makes all the gifts and stuff. I think it was her that started that one uh, um Morella sprinkling that fucking idiot's head. Uh there's a girl girl on it uh that I follow, name's Morgan something. She put up she put up a tweet in it's Friday Saturday night. Something about uh, don't be horrible to people, then she's she's tweeted something on on Sunday morning, about well, I'm not, I'm not going to say what she said, but she, she can imagine the the <laughs> language that she she's used in it. Um, Unladylike, aye, aye. Um, and honestly, seeing the reply, she's got those, she's got them in strings. <laughs> um, unbelievable, unbelievable. It's all no, like not, nothing in particular. That's, um, I've seen, I've seen actually quite a lot of, seen quite a lot of videos of um, Ken absolutely. Um, roasting that Taylor. Uh, I've seen the slow down version of it. And I still don't know how he done it. It's like dark magic, honestly. I'd, 
it's phenomenal. It's so good. Scott, what have you got for us this week? So, mine was the... It was a good goal from whoever that was, not making him smash it into the top corner. Better just small brown under it. <laughs> <laughs> right up. Most, uh, most would have seen this. I think it was a guy, uh, Peña Cartel, tweeted it. Celtic's great hope Stephen Welsh getting twisted inside out by a guy old enough for both COVID jabs. Form is temporary and class is permanent, as they say. Well, that'll bring us to a close for this week. All that's left to do is thank the two guests. First of all, Kenny Winters. Cheers. And Scott Hodge. Cheers, lads. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support all season. Enjoy enjoy this week. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. We are the people. Take care.